Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow coming to you today from Frankfurt at the European Compliance and Ethics Institute. I'm joined today by Tom Topolsky, who's an Executive Vice President for North America at Turner and Townsend, and Eric Feldman, a Senior Vice President at Affiliated Monitors. Today we're going to be talking about building a good relationship between a monitor and the internal compliance officer. Tom, Eric, first of all, thank you both for joining us and taking the time today. Thanks for having us. So let me start with you, Tom. Uh, You hear in a previous role you had worked with Eric as your monitor. When the business people hear and the compliance people hear, okay, you're going to have a monitor, what was the initial reaction to it? Well, my reaction was very positive because I think in any situation like this, you can learn a lot. And I believe that still companies are evolving. And uh, when a company like the previous one that I was with had run into difficulties, it's very important to really understand best practice, um, how to avoid uh, problems in in the uh, future, and to build the right type of culture. And I think Eric and the AMI team were really instrumental in making that company a much better organization. And, And they continue to benefit from that external monitorship. And Tom, when you first got this monitoring assignment, obviously you've been in talks with the company before. What were some of the things that you as a monitor are really keen to learn from a company as it's entering this relationship? Sure. Well, the most important thing right off the bat is to get an understanding of the level of commitment of senior leadership uh, to creating the kind of ethical and compliance culture that needs to uh, be there in order for the company to fix some of the problems that got them into the trouble in the first place. If you don't have that tone at the top, then the rest of it uh, is really at risk. So we try to assess to what extent is the company committed. In the case of the monitorship uh, where Tom was the president of of the company, uh, it was pretty clear from the beginning that we had in Tom a a partner that was going to work with us rather than against us in trying to help improve the company. And let me ask, as you go into a monitorship, what are some things that would give you a red flag that I'm walking into a bigger problem here than even the company realizes or maybe even that I knew going in? Well, one of the initial red flags, and you can only really get a sense of this in talking to employees is when employees are reluctant to raise issues with their managers. If you don't have a speak up culture uh, and employees are telling you that if they saw misconduct, there is no way that they would tell their supervisors or managers because of fear of retaliation or a fear that somehow it's going to blow back on them. That is a red flag that there could be more misconduct going on in the organization than the company really is aware. Yeah, Adam, if I could add on to that, I think one of the most important uh, uh, things that I can share is that there has to be unambiguous uh, commitment right from the very top of an organization that anything that is not consistent with best practice compliant compliance and ethical behavior cannot be tolerated. And that message needs to be said often uh, and reinforced. And people need to understand, and one of the best experiences I have is that earlier in my career, there was a situation where um, I walked away from a uh, project where we had invested about 500000 on a proposal. It was a design competition. And I called 
the president of, of the company at that time to explain what I did. And what he said, he didn't say, Tom, were you crazy? Get back in there and, you know, <laughs> say uh -huh. you're sorry. No, he said, you did the right thing. We give you full support. And that's what's needed is people need to understand that no matter what the situation, no matter how important the job, it's better, it, in fact, not better, it is the only decision to walk away from it, um, not to get into that and put the whole company at risk. And again, that has to start at the top so people know. And it, and it comes down to the way companies incentivize people, uh, what they're looking for, what they'll tolerate. And uh, as Eric said, I, I can't stress enough that uh, you can't have the mood at the middle and, and the commitment at the bottom of the organization if the tone at the top isn't correct. Yeah, and the middle tends to be very important. Right. So you start the relationship with each other from, I'm curious from both of your perspectives, from the inside, Tom will ask you, what do you think makes for a good successful relationship with a monitor? And then Eric, I'll ask you from your perspective. Well, I mean, the obvious answer is trust. And uh, it was very evident from the first meeting that I had with Eric and his team, there was trust on all levels, not just with Eric, but with all the other people from AMI. And that gave me a level of comfort too, knowing that I could confide in Eric, I could confide in, in Vin about things that caused me concern, things where I wanted counsel on that weren't necessarily even uh, related to the uh, DPA. And uh, so we developed a relationship of trust, of friendship. And uh, as I say, uh, I know that I and I know that all of my colleagues at that company benefited greatly from the uh, external monitorship. It's not something that you would automatically think of, like, well, I'm going to improve my company, and, but, but it really does. And uh, what, what I hope is that even with my new organization, I'd love to bring Eric or AMI in at some of our you know, bigger meetings so really people can understand the importance of ethical and compliant behavior and what is involved in a DPA because as we know more and more countries are adopting a DPA type of process and um, you know what that entails and uh, what that means for an organization. It, it, what's interesting to me is you said two things that you thought were surprising uh, you know one of which was uh, the idea that you came out for the better for this mm -hmm. and what's interesting is from what I hear is company after company says nobody wants a monitor but dang when it's done it actually improved a lot of things in the organization. But one thing that was different is nobody before you has talked about this trust thing, you know, is that I think a lot of times companies go looking for who's the lawyer who's most going to look good for getting us out of trouble. There is that, uh, Adam, definitely. And I've, I've seen that where people do want sort of the expedient approach or somebody who is going to perhaps make it a bit easier. And uh, I think that that's wrong because ultimately, I think we've all seen many examples of uh, companies that don't do the right thing. They don't survive for very long. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the uh, reality. But I think it's also enlightened companies understand that operating in a compliant, ethical manner, you will have a much more successful company. One of the people who worked uh, for, uh, in, in, the, in my previous organization that was running the operation in India, um, what, what was really good is that it's the way that you um, present yourself and people knew, people would say, look, we, we know we're not even going to talk to you about any kind of unethical behavior because we know you're, you're, you're just that you're not that way. And I think in any business relationship too, and I think especially with the monitorship, you, you really need to understand how it is to be on the receiving side of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, what, what, what kind of vibe are you putting out to the person on the other side of that table? You know, if you look like you're receptive to something, then ultimately, who knows where that discussion might lead. Mm -hmm. And if, you, if you're not, then I think, you know, that's, that's the right way, and you're not going to get into those kind of difficulties. Eric? 
Well, you know, I think at the very beginning, you have to have, the monitor has to have a mindset that they are going to be collaborative. Uh, the purpose of the monitorship is not to find more problems, and some approach the, the task that way. Uh, in our view, collaboration and independence are not mutually exclusive terms. You can be completely independent in the way you conduct your work, in the methodology, in the interactions, but you have to be collaborative in order to maximize the value of the monitorship with the company. There needs to be some return on investment. You know, some companies feel that, well, we're being forced by a deferred prosecution agreement or some other instrument to have a monitor. We'll just grit our teeth and get through this. Instead of realizing that they're paying for a service and there needs to be, and there should be some value attached to that. And we always ask the uh, monitoree, and in the case with Tom, you know, we asked how can we help you make this a better organization? We're not imposing our predetermined view on how the organization ought to be structured or how it ought to look. We're working together to create uh, the best organization we can using our knowledge of ethics and compliance best practices. I think that's a really good point that Eric just made is that really look at it as, as a service. Like you would bring in a coach, for example, to help people uh, to make presentations or anything like that. It is a service. It's a very valuable service. It would be like bringing in McKinsey or Booz to help you with your overall strategic planning. And that, that's how we approached it. Uh, you know, Peter Skinner, who is my uh, chief operating officer and myself, we fully embraced it because we knew there was a lot that we could learn and uh, a lot that we needed to improve in the business. And I, and I think we made great strides during that period. That's great, and I, you know, I, I'm glad it worked out so well. And you know, I, as we've talked uh, earlier today, and I hope we'll talk more about you know your transition as you become you know embrace compliance as a role. So, thank you both for taking the time to talk with me today. Thanks to all of you for listening, and apologies for the ambient noise as we do this live and people walk in and out of the room. I'm Adam Turtletop from SCCE, saying I hope we were able to expand your compliance perspectives. <laughs>